So the fact that Tora then pulled out a Gil folder makes me wonder, does he think there's a connection between Yadori and Gil? That like Gil hired him or something? Yeah, may- yeah, maybe. Um, Gil has got, he can't be working alone, can he, doing what he's doing? So there, yeah, there's got to be, there's got to be other people kind of in on it somewhere. Welcome to The Story Thinker, a Webtoons and Witcher podcast for superfans with scene-by-scene analysis. Featuring sharp co-hosts for a fuller picture, we dive deep into character psychology, relationships, and theories. We'd love it if you could like, subscribe, comment, and rate us on all podcast platforms and social media. For bonus content, you can support The Story Thinker on Patreon. Let's begin. And welcome to episode 101 of Midnight Copyland. And we are here with Stevie from Celestis Webtoon. <laughs> That's it. Celestis Webtoon, which is back now, finally, after I think I took two months off in the end. Okay. So, welcome yeah. back. And you're here to <laughs> cool uh, fan arts and, and meme arts, which I found very funny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I still wanted to, to be drawing one. I, I took time off because I was really sick um, and it took a long time to get better. And um, I just wanted to do something kind of low pressure and, you know, not working to deadlines and stuff. So I thought, I'll draw some of these memes. And they were so much fun. <laughs> and I've noticed your art style is is getting, I, I've noticed it changing, which is which is cool. Like it's getting more sophisticated and more yes. detailed and like more nuanced, like the shading is better. And I just noticed I that. have been practicing an awful lot. I've been reading books on lighting and things as well and techniques and watching so many YouTube videos because I, I was off sick for like actually off work for a good couple of weeks. Mm. Um, and just all I had the energy to do was lie on the sofa and watch YouTube. <laughs> so that's what I did. <laughs> that's cool. I mean, I'm sorry that you were sick, but at least uh, you used it well. Productive, kind of. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah. So congratulations on the improvement, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. So let's get started. Yeah, we'll go from the beginning. And uh, we've got, uh, she's holding, no, no, it's Quincy, isn't it? Quincy is holding the phone. Oh, Poppy, oh dear. Uh, okay, I feel a little less rattled now. Just in time to receive my items. Um, so he's getting some furniture. Delivers. He's such a spoiled Obviously. brat. <laughs> he is so spoiled, isn't he? Um, and then Poppy said, I don't know about you, but whenever we moved into houses, it took like months for us to get furniture. We were like sitting on the floor eating, and we got, and most of our furniture was free. And then, like, we're going like 10 years into our marriage, and we could like buy furniture. <laughs> Nearly all our furniture was hand me downs for like the first 10 years. <laughs> it's yeah. only recently since uh, we moved house last year. Um, and actually invested in some proper furniture, <laughs> like grown-ups. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we still don't have a sofa, which people find weird. So, <laughs> okay. uh, um, no, we haven't really got room in this house for for a sofa. Um, but we've got uh, these like the, the chairs for bad backs, basically, because I'm an old cripple. Um, so we just have two chairs instead, and it's much much better for me. So, I don't I don't miss having a sofa particularly so <laughs> bed, you get used to it don't you mm. I do kind of want to know what Quincy's orders <laughs> I think a bed right because they're sleeping kind of like on a mattress on the floor so I would guess a bed yeah maybe they've ordered like I don't know 
there doesn't seem to be anything in the house does there yes right <laughs> it's just like completely empty it's just some boxes and a couple of tables that's it um, anyway uh poppy says uh good to know but superstition aside there's still a chance this was done by a living person right <laughs> so um they're referring to the um they'd written in the dust haven't they someone or a ghost had written in the dust um was it what what did they right go yeah that was it i couldn't remember but um i would really love it if it was actually a ghost it's not going to be a ghost but i would love so much for it to be a ghost story yeah. in the middle of midnight randomly <laughs> i think i think the fact that that now they're talking about it and like oh maybe we're talking about living person check the spirit cameras I think that that's leading us to, you know, like, okay, it's a real person and it's not Torah pulling a prank on them. Like, it's actually a sus person. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know who it is, though, if it's not a ghost. If it is a ghost, I will be very happy, though. I'll make that note. (laughs) Um, Quincy says, I know, I know, I'm not that airheaded, Miss Editor. I I just know that he has to defend himself against that accusation all the time. <laughs> well, he obviously is quite self-aware. He know he knows what he's like, does <laughs> Yeah, and it, it comes back to that kind of um, he projects this kind of goofy, soft persona, doesn't he? But then, mm-hmm. but then underneath, I'm not I'm not convinced he's really quite quite as airheaded as as he appears. <laughs> yeah. I think I think he lets himself be that way because he can. But when he has to be serious and take control, he will. But I do think, like, I don't think the airheadedness is completely an act. I think it's just a part of him that he can play when he has the ability to do so, like when there's no pressure on him and when he doesn't. Obviously, yeah. we talked before how he, he used it, I think, to get away with mafia duties. You know, he played up to that so his dad doesn't make him do something he doesn't want to do. Um, but... But yeah, but I think that, you know, I don't know if it's like an app, but I just think it's something he plays up. And I think we all have elements of our personality that come out when we're in different situations. Definitely. Definitely. Um, I highly doubt it, but I am aware that a living being might have written this, not a ghost. <laughs> so don't worry, we'll check the security cams as soon as we can. And then there's a little heart. I love the little hearts <laughs> at the end of his speech, but... <laughs> yeah, it's really cute. You can just hear his, like, intonation. Don't worry! Yeah. It's like extra punctuation. It's just so cute. Uh, but I, I like that it, it's still a maybe it was a living being. It's, it's still a question for them. They haven't decided. Oh, I just thought it was funny. Um, honestly, though, Homeboy's the real deal here. He'd notice immediately if there was a break in. Um, and then we can see the outside of the pretty house. It's very pretty. Very relaxing. It is. It is, isn't it? Pretty house. Just loading. There we. <laughs> I don't think you realise how highly skilled your gloomy little ball of doom actually is. <laughs> no, well, he did. He's like he's he's on the ship. He's like you're you're gloomy. You know. Like, I love that he calls him a gloomy little ball of doom. Mm-hmm. You know, would you say that's a Taurus face, Quincy? <laughs> yeah then he gets smacked and then they'll be crying (laughs) (laughs) um he did refer to himself as a lethal weapon 
um he did didn't he that that was right early on oh, so really yeah <laughs> and then <laughs> i like this panel seriously he said that to you um i got poppy laughing there um i bet he didn't even bat an eye that man's ego knows no bounds <laughs> oh so funny i, love I just love that the little interaction they're, they're just ripping on Tora. he's not even there <laughs> Just yeah, in, a, in, a, in a loving way yeah in a kind of a really affectionate way it's, it's really sweet oh it's yeah. funny I'm trying to remember. I really... does Quincy ever like hype himself up because he's he's saying that Tora has an ego does he ever like say cool you know like oh I'm this I'm that or I'm trying to remember I don't think so I don't think he does especially no um <laughs> I mean, he obviously takes care of himself, so he is conscious about the way that he looks, like the when he's got his little face mask and his towel on, or Super Quincy, you know. Um, but, yeah, I don't remember him ever talking himself up. Not the way Tora does. Right. Okay, <laughs> I feel like he's fairly confident about himself in some areas. But, yeah, he, doesn't, he hasn't mentioned it here, so... Yeah. yeah quiet confidence <laughs> um i also i really like their outfits um in this episode they are so cute um they look like they're about to go to... 80s wallpaper <laughs> yeah they look like they're about to go to the beach in like 1985 <laughs> right. and i love it <laughs> which is short also very short they're short, short. they are very short <laughs> like you know, they're, what is it called when you just cover like your your posterior? <laughs> <laughs> um, booty shorts. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then speaking of Torah, isn't he right over um, there? And she's looking across out of their lovely porch to the pretty garden with the nice lanterns. It is really pretty, isn't it? There. It is. Yeah. I got those cherry blossoms, right? Or something. Yeah, I don't know, pink trees. <laughs> <laughs> um, and at the end of the last episode, Tora was out there poking around with the lanterns, wasn't he? And he had mm. disappeared now. I'm sorry, what was that? Pops. Um, she says, and nothing. Um, oh, he calls her Pops. It was a cute I know. <laughs> so cute. He's such an affectionate fellow. He is really, but he still calls her Miss Editor, and I think that's adorable as well. It's like yeah. so polite and yeah, polite, but also very kind of endearing and sweet. Basically, Quincy is the best. <laughs> he's the he's the best one. We, we agree vehemently. <laughs> um, by the way, is it okay for me to help clean this place up a little? in exchange for the um lodging and stuff like as a housekeeper of sorts um and then Quincy's like our housekeeper um I thought that was a bit odd I was like why do you want to be a housekeeper Poppy <laughs> you know she wants we know that she struggled with feeling out of control before with you know the fact that she couldn't make choices herself I feel like this is a way of her getting some agency back and also you know feeling like not completely indebted to Torah. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't know that he bought her the house, right? But you know, she he's still presumably paying for it, right? She didn't ask. He didn't ask her to pay for this house. Um, so I think she feels like she wants to regain some autonomy and you know feel 
some self-respect so that she's not completely helpless. Yeah, yeah, I know, I get that, yeah. Not, like, not indebted to to anybody else. Yeah. Um, I don't so, know, yeah, yeah, right. so if it was me, I'd be like, because the house is filthy and I want to clean it, right? But I saw her house is like, I don't know if it's dirty, but it definitely wasn't so organized, right? Like, she leaves <laughs> stuff, you know, just on the floor. But, you know, it could be that she wants it to be, also, she's just annoyed that it's filthy, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it's all dusty and everything, isn't it? Yeah, hmm. yeah. Maybe the ghosts will be appeased when yes. it's clean. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love Quincy's face in the next panel. He's just like, what? <laughs> I was, so when I first saw that, now at the end of the chapter, we understand his face. But when that, I was like, why is he making, why is he making that face? <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, um, I did think that, I thought, I knew there was something brewing in his mind, but I couldn't figure out what. <laughs> <laughs> he has got that kind of like, um, naughty schoolboy kind of, wait, what? <laughs> What did you think when you saw him? Like what that he was thinking? I was like, he is up to something. There is going to be there's going to be trouble <laughs> of some description. I couldn't decide what. Yeah. But uh yeah, I thought that was quite funny. Um and then cool, I'll help myself to the supplies and off she goes. Oh you see it's her tiny little head. She's so tiny compared to the others. Mm. So the boys. Um, and then we're back inside. So anyway, I'm heading to town for groceries. So see you in the evening. I'll grab dinner while I'm there. So text me what you'd like. Heart. <laughs> it's going to take all day to get some groceries. <laughs> it's like morning, afternoon time because you invited her for lunch. So we'll say whatever. <laughs> Would you expect anything less? <laughs> I can imagine it taking like four hours to, to do a grocery shop with Quincy. <laughs> Just, like, just want to look at everything. <laughs> oh my gosh. Where he's like, oh my God, I have to try this. Like, my Sara from India, I want to try. Look at this spice. I've never tried this before. <laughs> yeah. All the apples have to be exactly the right color because if they're not, no. <laughs> they have to match. So, probably, okay, sounds cool. See you later. And then off he goes. Oh, and the cleaning supplies are in there. Um, and I, I don't know what he's got a hold of there. What is that? I think it's his rolled up bed. I think. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the, okay, a little bit like the bed looks thicker than should be, like if it was rolled up like that, but whatever. We're gonna ignore that. That's a good we just get past that. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got Mr. Doom and Gloom himself entering with a clack. Um, I think the door is a clack, isn't it? Yeah. Instead of uh, everything is all dark and gloomy. <laughs> yeah, everything changes. Oh, because uh, he is in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. Bad mood. Um, and then we've got another classic Quincy face. This is a good Quincy episode. We're, we're having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Lily. <laughs> um, and he just says, closet, and makes a little, oh, no. <laughs> this is so cute. I, I love it, too. Oh, he knows he knows what's coming and there is tora um in scary mafia mode mm-hmm. yeah um on the on phone, the phone. And, yeah on the phone so we were you trying to guess immediately when you saw that we like who's he talking to oh um 
No, I didn't. I didn't know who it was, <laughs> so I, I didn't even. I, I figured it was something mafia related, um, but I didn't know. So. I was playing a game of guess the thuglet because yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's not a be one of them. Oh, which oh, one is God. it? <laughs> um, and he, he's at the other end of the corridor, and Quincy is just kind of, um, oh yeah, look, you're right, rolled up bed. Yeah, ten points. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just say I love Quincy's hairdo. Um, it's awesome. Has like also a very cool hairdo, but like I just Quincy's hairdo is pretty like kind of standard, but I love it. I love the hair going in his eyes. Short and bottom, long and top. This is it's just beautiful. <laughs> are, are you are you pro or against undercuts for Tora? Oh, I, I'm fine with it. Although I don't know yeah. what happened to it. It seems to have disappeared. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love undercuts. It's <laughs> <laughs> beautiful no matter what you do. I mean, I'm sure. I don't know what he'll look like with short hair, but I'm sure he'll be fine too. You know, I think Tora is just a very handsome person and. Everything looks good on him. Yeah, there is that. It was it the it was um episode hundred where he was imagining himself in the future. Mm. It was hair was a bit short for no, them. No, no, no. I don't think it was him. Um I think it was supposed to be like random Joe Schmo. Oh um, was it? Ah, I, uh, I took it as that was he he was imagining what he was gonna be like in like uh, twenty years. I don't know. <laughs> um and um, we've got Quincy, uh, he looks like a little rabbit in the headlights. Um, yeah. Just frozen and hope that Tora hasn't noticed that he's there. Um, I think Tora's like, You might see him, but he's, he's occupied. Yeah, he's, you know, elsewhere, isn't he? Um, he says, uh-oh. <laughs> yep. Another good another good Quincy panel. Um, and then we see Dora reaching for folders with Gil written on them. Eh, Gil, eh. That's a lot of information he's compiled about Gil in like, what, a couple of days? Yeah. Why is it in a folder? Oh, well, he doesn't use technology, does he? <laughs> probably. Uh, maybe he probably finds it easier to, to think, I think, with stuff laid out before him. You know, yeah. I feel like that's for his style. Yeah, that's true. Also, um, this is really visually showing us. Although I guess he could have had it on his phone, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. Show don't tell. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we've got him. He's, he's looking at a bit of paper. He's folded out um, and still being all serious and moody. Um, and then there's a close up on his serious, moody face. And he has got his, like, I am cross and concentrating face on. I quite like that panel. Uh, it's really nice, nicely lit and nicely kind of moody and gritty, gritty. And I mean, and we know how concerned he is for Poppy. And, you know, just, you know, that has something to do with her, obviously, because Gil's really for her. So, you know, he's got her back. He's yeah, he's on her board, on board with her, like 100%. He'll do anything for her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sweet tour. <laughs> yeah. um, and then we, we go back to him being in the garden when he gets the phone call. Um, that he was on when Quincy tried to pretend he wasn't there anymore. Um, and his phone goes, and it's Ronzo. Yep. We still don't know why he's called Ronzo. <laughs> no, I am still curious about that. Yeah. Um, it, it's got to come up sooner or later, hasn't it? Well, sooner or later is a very long stretch of time. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, it, talking about names and things um i'm doing the i'm doing a contest entry 
for the web tunes call to action at the moment and mm. i've got this oh, yes i saw that mm, yeah and um well actually because thank you very much you are one of my patrons uh patrons on patreon um i've been putting up the analysis and one of the pages i've just finished has got this big long panel with all of the um the squadron all together in it and it's the first time i've put them all together anywhere before mm. and i had to put their names underneath well, i didn't have to but be easier for everybody to kind of follow what on earth is going on if I just stick their names on there and then I realized when I got to Yana her name isn't Yana um but her but it's only mentioned once elsewhere in the comics so then I was sitting there and I had to really think it out I was like okay so am I going to call her ya am I going to put Yana in here um and just ignore the fact that that is not actually her name everybody else's full names in there um, and that's what I went with in the end because I thought you can read this as a standalone stuff you haven't had to have read Celestis to read Song of Selene. Um so I was like I'll just ignore it and pretend that hasn't happened <laughs> that's right. much easier much easier but no, um, I, I would be really interested to know as well um, where Tora gets his name from yes um, and Goliath as well, because that's not exactly a regular old kid's name. <laughs> right. Yeah, and it does sound like the kind of name he gave himself to make himself sound scary. Oh, why would you choose Goliath? Because he was defeated in the end, so whatever. <laughs> you don't often get to choose your own nickname, though, do you? You, you kind of earn a nickname for other people uh, calling you that. I hear, okay. Yeah, so maybe they were calling him that because he's short. They thought it was funny. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> It's definitely because it's short, but like I thought he chose it, but yeah, you're right. Probably make up for his shortness. Anyway, so slight diversion there. Um, mm -hmm. and, although, back to my slight diversion, sorry. Um, Q is not a name either, is it? Q is cow. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I don't know, not familiar with anything but our part of the world, really. So maybe it is a normal name there. Oh, my parents' names are all like their Hebrew names, and they're all like bird, you know, peace. Like they're, you know, they're they are some animal names. So um, fair enough. Fair enough. Cow so, sounds like a weird name, but my mom's name is Jewish bird, and you know, there's there's names like Benjamin, which is wolf, or Zev, also wolf, or Rove, which is bear. So these are very standard names. I, I teach um, uh, uh, one of my students is called Bear. Yeah. Nice. Um, and he thinks it's hilarious the way that I pronounce it. I've got a very slight West Country accent. Mm. So it comes out as bear, and he thinks that's amazing. Um, he's only small. It's very sweet. But yeah, um, I can't remember. He's got a, an unusual middle name as well, but he's very sweet. Bear. <laughs> anyway, uh, what have we got next? And there we've got Runzo slash Gyu slash Cal. Um, look he looks um it's a really i really appreciate expressions when you can get two or three layers of expression in mm. there and this is a really good panel for that um so he is concerned um he's also cross mm -hmm. um he definitely English. looks yeah like like livid not just like a little bit you know oh it's a bit annoying no he's like you know 
And we've never seen him like that. He's generally very mild-mannered and pleasant. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, whatever it is that he's he's kind of looking at, um, and he's kind of trying to stay out of the way as well as to not be noticed, he's really, he's very angry about it. Um, And then we see, just got her settled at Felicia Bay. And Ron's like, good, because guess who just came by? Oh, oh no. I thought it was Jill, because he pulled out the folder called Jill. But, yeah. It's got to be. I just, I remember getting to that panel the first time I read this yesterday, and I was just like, oh, no. <laughs> and, oh, my God, she left, <clears throat> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and at least it takes a little surreptitious photo around the corner. <laughs> Still cross. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and then we see there's, there's a, he's hanging around with a couple of other people here. Um, and then we've got Tora saying shit. I guess we just found the offensive language that we didn't know. <laughs> we didn't know what the warning was for. We were like, it's not that bad. Um, and again that's another really moody panel I really like this kind of um, all the colours and everything is kind of toned down and very intense and I really like it and then Ronzo sent an image um, and I didn't recognise that as Gil at first did you? it's not Gil, it's Yadori it's Yadori remember way back I think in like 28 um, Tora had a flat while he was in Poppy's apartment he had a flashback of this guy he was at a pool table and this guy told him hey I heard you had a girl do you want me to like play around with her knock her up a little bit and, and then Tora smashed the pool club over his head the pool oh. this is that. oh it shows you how dumb I am doesn't it I was looking at it I was like I don't remember Gil looking at anything like that right <laughs> wait what <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he's uh, sniffing around, um, and he looks shifty, doesn't he? He is a shifty-looking dude. He was the guy. He like had this expression, the same expression back in twenty-eight, where he like had that thing of bloodlust. He was excited about hurting someone, and he was like, "Yeah, this was like this was got his blood going." You know, it was yeah. very spooky, predatory. Yeah, uh, like. You know, I don't know. I feel like there's um, maybe different types of personalities in the mafia, and some like don't really relish the violence. But this guy is seemed like psycho. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not good, is he? He also seems a little like drugged out from his reaction to Torah. You know, he said that, and Torah smashed him over the head, and he was like, oh. like he seemed very drugged out. And he was like, oh, fine, fine, you know, I'll leave her alone. But um, it wasn't to me. It seemed like uh, like he, he's his brain wasn't fully there. Like he wasn't yeah. responsive. But if he if he would have been more alert, I feel like he would have um, had more fear in his eyes. But he didn't really have fear in his eyes even after Tora smashed him up. So, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, you you would kind of imagine that a lot of these mafia people are on all kinds of substances, just as a you know, well, they're they're going to be around it all the time, aren't they? And perhaps, mm-hmm. perhaps not the higher ups, um, but certainly the 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 thugs like yeah. him. Um, it must be you know easily accessible isn't it so, yeah so now i'm wondering so the fact that Tora then pulled out a gill folder makes me wonder does he think there's a connection between yadori and gill like gill hired him or something 
Yeah, maybe. Um, Gil has got, he can't be working alone, can he, doing what he's doing? So yeah, there's got to be, there's got to be other people kind of in on it somewhere. Um, is Yodori with the Baltuman? I don't think so. I don't, I, we, I don't think we got any confirmation either way. Because he's just yeah. the guy in the pool club. So I don't think it. that it was, his final allegiance was mentioned, if he has any. Yeah. He's kind <laughs> of imagined that, that they kind of stick to their own areas. Like, that the pool club would be, right. that's where the Baltimore hang out. So, yeah. at the very least, he's not going to be with, like, it's nine daggers, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or or <Jolaro> stuck in. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we're back to Tora kind of standing and, and being grumpy looking at bits of paper again. Um, and then we've got Quincy still hasn't moved, <laughs> still in his, um, <laughs> his little fear pose. Um, hey, Pops, just one more thing. I think some work matters just came up for Tora, so he'll probably be in his room till it's done. And he's sweating, and he still looks so like oh, I can't go there. I can't. <laughs> the uh, behavioural term for this is tonic immobility. <laughs> Chronic immobility. Tonic immobility. Tonic. Yeah, and that is that kind of like deer in a headlights, rabbit in mm-hmm. headlights, um, and it, and it's that that freeze response. <laughs> and that is definitely what Quincy is doing because he just hasn't moved since he saw Tora in scary ways it's so funny because I one of the things um my, I did my bachelor's in in psychology and English which is big size, and I did my master's in business but it it's funny to see like you know you're using the terms of your trade like that's the lens that you apply to the world and I noticed yeah. like, that every field that I learned you know I kind of looked at the world in another lens oh this is the psychology lens and now I have those terms this is the business lens and now I have those terms that's cute like you know you're with horses and you have the, the behavior animal behavior or terms <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's quite interesting because um tonic immobility is is um it's a prey thing really I mean all animals can experience it um but it, it does tend to be more of a, a prey thing um if you've ever wondered why you know when you see like nature documentaries yeah crocodile ah, and, it, and it takes like a zebra and the zebra doesn't struggle it just mm. accepts its death and well that happens um, that's tonic immobility and and it happens so that the rest of the herd can get away mm. um so it just kind of like gives up on life but it's a really fascinating um like state for for animals to be in but humans do experience it as well and yeah. uh yeah I just the second I saw it like you say you 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 look at your surroundings through you know what you know don't you and and I was just like <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool oh, <laughs> even though he is struck immobile he is still able to tell Poppy I think that just shows his sensitivity or he doesn't want Poppy to be worried, or he doesn't want Tori to be disturbed. But either way, he's still, you know, he's a thoughtful person, and he's looking out for the people he cares about. Yeah, he's such a good boy. Yes. <laughs> um, so then Poppy looks a bit like, uh-oh, because um, she's obviously getting used to the, the kind of dichotomy of Tora. Mm. Um, uh, so just in case you're looking for him, and he's nowhere to be found. Uh, gotcha. 
yeah she she must be at a point now where she knows him well enough to be like okay that's him in work mode um and that's him in like off duty mode um mm. and, yeah and then we got quincy i'll be on my way now ciao <laughs> it's my favorite it's my favorite thing um she says bye um slides the doors and then off she goes going ha um for a couple of things and then big sneeze yep. i really like <laughs> it's a really funny panel mm -hmm. um for all the dust so yeah it's so dusty in here I should get to cleaning up now. Um, and then work matters, she says while she's wiggling her nose. Um, that means he's in do not disturb mode right now. So she's looking down the, the this is a nice, uh, nice panel here as well. She's kind of looking down into the dark, into the gloom. So even though she's in a dusty old dirty bedroom that she's about to start scrubbing, where Tora is is still darker and danker and don't yeah. want to be in she looks worried when she thinks work matters it's interesting yeah. because i wonder if she's worried for herself like is she if is she worried that this has to do with you know her like situation or does she think it's like his other clan duties um i my kind of thoughts on that were that she's worried that things are going to be happening again and she's not going to know anything about them again because she just doesn't you know didn't get told anything before so now if things are happening she's not going to know what they are until the last moment again and that, that must be so stressful to kind of you know be left in the dark and know that these things are going on around you and it's dangerous for you um but that, that nobody's going to tell you anything. and it's, you can't make them tell you can you but I would ask. I mean, I wonder if that's at some point she's going to tell Tora, hey, you know, let me in, fill me in, like, don't leave me in the dark. Yeah, I wouldn't surprise me. Um, whether he does or not, I suppose it doesn't <laughs> matter, isn't it? Mm -hmm. um, and then we see the, the little corridor, Poppy's room and Tora's room. So near, yet so far. Who's <laughs> <laughs> in between them or Quincy somewhere else? I don't know. I was trying to figure that out as well. Um, I think someone else only... that, that one that like more pronounced beam is yeah yeah and um but they they were all piled in the room together and Poppy and Tora went out he was just huddled up again <laughs> but I think that they were all in Tora's room weren't they then yeah because <laughs> <laughs> ghosts <laughs> um, I hate that we're fighting at the same time I'm glad we did at least now I have a little more understanding of the headspace headspace he might be in. Um lying. You know, I think so many couples can say I hate that we're fighting about <laughs> you know, fighting. I remember um, oddly enough, so I remember when I was a kid, I used to be like um, very annoyed when my parents were fighting. I was like, oh, it shows that they're, you know, obviously not meant to be together and they're not compatible and like they should just get divorced. <laughs> And um, when I met my husband, my husband, I was like, we're never going to fight. We're just going to be, we're like so in love. We're so compatible. Like we're so similar. We're never going to fight. And then I, the first, uh, the first times that we started fighting, my, I went straight back and just thought of my parents fighting. I was like, oh, I guess it wasn't so bad after all. I guess it is part of normal marriage. <laughs> I think a lot of it is, you know, when you watch all those Disney princess movies and stuff that, you know, and, and they never fight. 
um and so you know you do kind of grow up with a bit of a kind of clouded view and when when you're a kid you have no idea of context either do you so you you know your mum and dad might have been fighting about what they're going to have for dinner and that to you was a very serious matter um but it, you know you don't really know <laughs> No, I mean, I did, because they were a little bit more open, I guess, <laughs> but I know it was a small house, but um, it was more serious stuff, but, you know, that's, I mean, that's perfectly legitimate, and I think that I know for me and y'all, all of our really serious fights um, were very difficult, obviously, like, horribly difficult, but at the end of it, like, after processing a lot, we ended up sharing so much about our vulnerabilities and learning much more about ourselves and each other. And really coming to understand each other a lot more because we were so we had to be so open and honest and um you know really understand what was bothering each other and why it was so upsetting for us so i think we ended up coming away with a lot more understanding and, and sympathy for each other yeah than, than before. yeah i you know sometimes there are things that can only be said when you're in a certain like headspace as poppy mm -hmm. said aren't there so there were perhaps things that that were said and done that otherwise would never have have come out so mm -hmm. yeah i can see why she's glad that they kind of had an argument um and i think torah is still a bit of an unknown quantity isn't he you know right with how yeah with, with how he's gonna react to things you, you know so she's probably like oh thank god that's out of the way and it wasn't that bad <laughs> right yeah, and once again, I, I've said this a lot, but this is what I love about Midnight Poppy Land. It's not like this Disney that you mentioned. You know, it doesn't stop when they find each other and then it's ha the assumption is happily ever after. It continues and it shows how relationships progress and how they're, they have ups and downs and bumps in the road. Yeah. You know, it's just so yeah. healthy to see. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> I always see comments on some, especially some of the bigger originals and things, you know. People saying, uh, like Charles in Let's Play, people saying, oh, he's he's really unhealthy and he, you know, doesn't know how to communicate and, you know, all of this stuff. And I'm going, yes, but there are people in the world like that. Yes. <laughs> you can't <laughs> you can't just be like, well, it's a story, so I will just <laughs> disregard them. If, if you want um, friction and tension in a story, then you need to have some of these things you have to have some kind of adversity to mm. to overcome don't you um yes. so i i don't mind at all seeing the kind of uh, more negative side of people mm. um i it's something i try and write as well um you know bearing in mind that 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 is what makes characters interesting mm -hmm. um but i think i think if it was all just kind of happy happy then it would be a very very boring story wouldn't it yep oh my gosh yes i i see enough of that there's a lot of there's a lot of stories where i see um the the two leads and there's nothing holding them apart they're not getting together because i can't, i don't even know why they're i'm like what you're like 15 and you don't know how to talk you're about your feelings you're shy or whatever like you have to have yeah. conflict there has to be some reason keeping them apart you know in order yeah. For it to be interesting. <laughs> yeah there has to be some kind of obstacle doesn't there there has to be yeah there has to be interest and and growth for characters as well you know not even romantically speaking mm -hmm. but you know um you, you've got to have something there because otherwise everybody 
is going to be very flat and one-dimensional and it's going to be might be the prettiest art you've ever seen in your life but it's going to be a very boring story yes thank you exactly <laughs> <laughs> I well I quite like the, the more kind of difficult subjects and and things as well um the next episode of Celestis um we get to see Yana uh, battered and bruised um which is something that <laughs> as I was sending it across to my beta readers I was like is this too much mm. have I gone you know have I gone a little bit over the top here um and they said no 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 it's just very very shocking and unusual <laughs> to see the female lead anywhere in any state other than Perfect. Beautiful, right? <laughs> yeah, but she's got, you know, one side of her face is completely swollen, she's got bandage, she's got black eyes, she she's messed up. Mm. Um and if you want to know why you're gonna have to read it, but <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it was interesting when I thought about, you know, that you don't see physical depictions like that in females either, do you? Yeah, that's one thing. Um I was listening to um I think Whiskey on the Witcher. Whiskey and Witcher, which is a Witcher podcast, and which is very nice, you know, just mm-hmm. plugging. So I think one of the things they always talk about is that they allow, the Witcher allows the females to be um, not ideal looking, you know, like yeah. when Yennefer goes through her transformations or where she's yelling or crying or screaming, you know, she looks like she's really yelling and crying yeah. and screaming. She's not like beautiful while she does it. <laughs> I mean, she's always nice. Yeah. You know. They, yeah, they but no, there is that kind of rawness there, isn't there? Yeah, no, that's one of the things I like about it. And, and dirty as well. The women yes. are dirty. And smelly, right? We we really been smelly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I like that. I think it, it just kind of adds uh like another dimension to, to all the storytelling and everything, doesn't it? It makes it more immersive. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Um right, I'll hand over to you then. Yep. So now we have um we see there's a time space and Poppy is cleaning the floor. And she says, there, run. And we see, you know, we pull back. She is sitting there. There's a ladder. There's a bucket and a mop. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I just said there's words and a certain song came to mind. <laughs> I'll send it to you later. Whatever. It's a very popular song. Um, which, those words. <laughs> um, and we see the sun is, you know, kind of more setting. It's darker outside. Yeah, she's clearly been working for a while. That's all I can manage before it gets dark and it's yellow outside. The house is so big, I might get lost or something. <laughs> so nice. And we, she's wringing out the, the rag. She has, she's very sweaty. She has clips in her hair to tie her back. Her hair is disheveled. And she's been working hard. So. Yep. Yep. And her cute little overalls. You know, she looks really adorable. Yeah. And good for her. You know, I think it's, I think it's good for, I know um, my mom is Israeli, so we always had chores growing up. And a lot of my like American classmates did not, and they didn't know how to clean at all. And when they like first moved into their own apartments, they were like, "What do I do?" Well, they got married because when I from there to get married, they, like, to <laughs> they were uh, they were like, "Oh my gosh, I can't I don't know how to clean. I don't know how to cook." I'm like, "You guys never have chores in your life." <laughs> so I appreciate that my mother, you know, made us do these basic life essential things, <laughs> and that Poppy is doing it. I know. See, I, I'm just a, an expert level sweeper, really. <laughs> all, yeah. all of our chores, what kind of animal, animal uh-huh. chores when we were growing up? 
Um, I think I was mucking out stables by the time I was about 10, I think. Nice. <laughs> okay, well, you do know how to clean them. Nice. Really fast at it now. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So she is, once again, you know, she's taking, picking up the rag and she thinks to herself as she's wiping her chin, um, it's hard to believe that just weeks ago, which is the biggest life challenges I faced were dealing with cranky old men it was, um, what's his name again? Mr. Lamb. Yeah, Mr. Lamb. <laughs> yeah. And paying rent on time. And she stands up, vacuum, and she thinks to herself, I should go check on Torah. And she looks down the hallway and goes to his room and stands outside with her little slippers. And she's like, Torah, are you done with work? She's a little hesitant because she doesn't want to disturb him. And then she's like, the door was presumably open. She looks inside, but it is empty. But he has made his bed. Yeah, he has, because he is a good boy also. Um, this whole little sequence of panels, um, I, I really like horror. Um, and this has has a real horror story kind of vibe to it. You know, when you're in like the dark house and you're walking out, the sun is going down and you, you're alone. But are you alone? I thought it was really, uh, it was really good. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Yeah, I agree. Empty. So there's no one there, and we focus in, and yeah, it has that horror, <clears throat> horror vibe. She has black around, you know, the the yeah. panels, and she's like, and, she's yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and she and she's kind of, you know, getting the tension is is ramping up, and she's getting more and more kind of like uh, about everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she pulls out her hair clips and just throws them on the floor. She's you know panting, and she's like screw pride and dignity, and she's just dumps him on the floor and runs and runs outside and she's like if there's something I want to tell him then I should just tell it to him so which I totally agree with I'm a very big fan of like being open and you know I don't believe in this like oh maybe should I am scared <laughs> no I'm very forthright so better out than me so she I'm, what, what do you think she wants to tell him I'm, I'm not quite sure about like, I love you, Torah. Yeah, I was like, is she going to be like, oh, thank you again, Torah, you're the best. <laughs> I really like your new haircut. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, feel your new haircut. Sorry. <laughs> so, um, right. I think, yeah. I think, you know, I think maybe she's also, the fact that he's not there, she's like, well, you know, if something happened to him, I wouldn't want to not have told him something. So I'm going to tell him whatever I want to tell him, just in case, you know, he's not going to be here all the time or, you know, he knows that the life is dangerous. Yeah, life is dangerous. yeah definitely. Yeah. So she's standing on like the porch and she sees the van still there and she keeps looking for him in other rooms. She slides open the door. She's like, Tora, are you home? She's like, not in Quincy's room. Which again, I'm also happy to see you give Sydney, but he has more stuff. Tora just has a bed. He has a bed <laughs> that's rolled up, plus like two suitcases and like a clothing, the clothing rack thing on top. Yeah. You know, and like, or a, yeah, an air purifier thing is that. Right. <laughs> and bags and more bags. No, pillows. It's a pillows. But yeah, yeah. Tora, came, Tora probably came with like, I don't know, the shirt on his back and maybe like one change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Some spare shoes, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> But he travels, you know, he's got to bring his, his stuff with him. <laughs> Very bag in his, in his car, or he's got the van now, haven't they? But yeah. <laughs> Classic suitcases, too. He's not like a backpack or something. He's like proper, nice suitcases. Proper real leather ones, yeah. <laughs> Let's see. 
And she is panting, she's nervous. She's like not here either. And she's in the kitchen and she's sniffing. And the kitchen's cute. It has like, you know, a nice little marble thing, but then it's a really cute kitty in back. <laughs> it's a Maniki Neko. Um, okay. A lucky cat. So it, it lucky brings, cat. yeah. Um, with the, you see them in um, quite a lot of Asian businesses have them in. And I, I'm obsessed with them. I've got several of them. I have like ornaments and things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you see them with their little paws going up and down, but depending on which paw is up, what, I couldn't tell you which way around it is, but one is one is to bring good fortune and one is to bring money. Um, nice. Yeah, uh, I was like, oh. <laughs> it looked familiar, but I wouldn't know what it was. I thought it was like a cartoon character from something. So. Yeah, yeah. I think I've got one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so she sniffs and she's like, wait a minute, why do I smell? And she's sniffing. And then we see uh, an ashtray with cigarettes, oh, like, which yeah. we know is Tora's way of getting stressed. <laughs> yeah, that's what he does. Yeah, this is a, so far a two cigarette problem. Yeah. But two cigarettes is not that bad considering what exactly. <laughs> he's nervous about. Yeah. And he's sitting there with um, his loose leaf. And he's still at the first page, which is this one's okay. <laughs> open up the, That's just how the 3D asset is. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, Tora, and she comes into the room. He looks up at her and he's like, Pops. And um, there's like a paper levitating in midair. <laughs> yeah. So there he, he was holding it and it's just like it's in the middle of falling. Maybe. Who knows? This is the magical <laughs> element of this, the ghost. He's using the, the ghost to read. The ghost is holding the paper for him. That, that's exactly it. So Tora is friends with the ghost and just hasn't let them in on it yet. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm surprised that she was able to get his attention on the first try. That he wasn't like so caught up that he couldn't even hear her. <laughs> yes, but he does love the poppy, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, Tora, I... And she looks like she's about to say something, but we'll never know because guess who comes? Best <laughs> boy. Yep. He's like, there you are. I was looking all over for both of you. Phew, I spent way too long on the balls. Anyway, how was the cleaning pops? Whoops, was I interrupting anything? <laughs> I love this chicken shit face. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Poppy uh... says chicken shit, right? Because she was like, kind of like, rescued from having to express her feelings by Quincy so oh I took it as like like she's telling herself that she is chicken shit because you know she she's chickened out of telling him she's using Quincy as a yeah yeah yeah. like I think Quincy's arrival allowed her to chicken out (laughs) yeah yeah instead of saying actually you you are interrupting go away Quincy she was just like no it's fine (laughs) I think you would be like listening in from the door for sure. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Still silhouette. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and she's like, no, 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 no. She's blushing. So clearly, I think whatever she was going to say was better, very emotional. So. Uh, and it also, it looked like she was just going to yell whatever it was. Right. <laughs> like, just like, oh. <laughs> you know, like, get it out. <laughs> just well, say it, get it over. Yeah. And Quincy has these 
you know, shopping bag in his hand. And, uh, and Poppy's like, oh, my God, I'm cleaning done until it went dark. I'm starting with the ceilings first. Yak, yak, yak. And Thor's like, sigh. <laughs> he, wants to, he wants to hear about it. He wants to hear whatever Poppy had to say. Well, she, has, she hasn't been talking to him. So he was probably like, oh, my God, she's going to talk to me again. <laughs> um, Quincy's here. Yay. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And Quincy's like, oh, mm-hmm. and you haven't told him about it, have you? And she's like, no, not yet. And he's like, good, may I break the news to him? She's like, I was like, wow, Quincy, this is not big news. Like, it's not so exciting. She just says it's in between. But, but to that's Quincy, it is. What's he excited about? Why is this you want to break the news? It's so annoying. Like, sure, go ahead. Because she also is curious, like, what's the big deal? She's like, what are you up to? <laughs> right. And of course, the bag he buys is bright pink. You know, it's Nothing is nothing's muted with this fellow. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely looks like a you know, like a boutique bag, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Been out yeah, there. There's a stroke to make this special announcement. Hey boo, Poppy offered to be your housekeeper in exchange for the lodging. And Torah does not react. This is not a big deal, right? He's like Never care. Go back to his papers and he pulls out. Something he's like, I guess what I've got for her is a uniform. Poppy poses, and you see little frills in the corner, and then you see the maid <laughs> outfit, which in Quincy's mind, she's like a uniform, and the world tore like a uniform, and Poppy looks chagrined, torn, blushing. Quincy is looking like a Cheshire cat. Because he got her the stupid, stereotypical, sexy maid, you know, like Halloween costume uniform. He's just like, oh, sexy. Oh, my God. It's so embarrassing. I would smack him. Oh, my God. And I would burn that outfit and I would probably return it. But, like, no, Quincy, you do not get to dress me up in a sexy outfit to please your best friend. What is wrong with you? You are such a meddler. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm quite game for anything. I, I love dressing up and stuff. But, I mean, if someone said to me, oh, you're going to be my housekeeper, wear this, I'd be like, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm, I don't <laughs> I'd be very interested to see what it is that Quincy says or does to persuade Bobby to wear this, or if she will, I, if she will wear. I really hope to not. She will not wear it. I really do. <laughs> I'm kind of wondering. I want to see her furious and wearing it, and and yelling about, um, you know, uh, yelling about how boys are all misogynists and. <laughs> I, I hope I, I wouldn't wear it. I mean, like, I know Quincy is, like, a good guy. He has his heart in the right place, and he thinks things are funny. But I would not wear it. Sorry. <laughs> this, this is good. He's, he's, I think he's going to pitch it to her, like, oh, it's just inspiration for my novel writing. <laughs> oh, 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 my gosh. Okay. I... If anything, I can see Poppy wearing it if Tora looks like she sees Tora's blush and she's like, Tora, what do you think? And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> like 
when she sees that he kind of wants it that in that case i can see her wearing it but not in front of quincy you're like definitely not no it just brought me back to the um the office closet you know when he's got quincy said ah yes the office closet (laughs) that's what it is it's for one of his secret garden books that's my theory Quincy, Quincy, Quincy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he's still he's still immature sometimes. <laughs> All the time is great. <laughs> <laughs> Something else. <laughs> oh dear. I I really like this week's episode. I thought it was great. There was mm-hmm. a lot of funny stuff in there. Um and there was that those there were some really good panel sequences as well. Um I just thought were fantastic like the, the kind of horror story you know young girl walking around spooky house I like I, I love movies like that um so when I saw this I was like yay and then the ghosts and everything as well yeah we are we're, we're in my territory here <laughs> nice yeah I, I'm, I love the fact that there's so much Quincy in these episodes so I'm a, I'm a happy girl <laughs> I'm guessing next episode we'll start out with uh some some more of this uniform thing so <laughs> i think it'll be a funny one too poppy and her made up but yeah I, I think it's it's gonna be an amusing one isn't it um oh. yeah maybe maybe we'll see quincy wearing a, the uniform i don't know oh okay okay I, i'm down for that i mean like, it's not his size, so it won't really cover him that well <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh Okay. <laughs> this is why my daughter asked me. She said, um, uh, we were making a list of YouTube channels she can't watch because <clears throat> they're inappropriate. And guess what she put on? Oh, my, cool. my podcast. <laughs> she was like, your podcast is inappropriate. I'm like, well, <laughs> it's for adults. <laughs> <You don't. laughs> yeah. This is my very snarky daughter. <laughs> oh, I love that you, you put a video up of her telling you that you and she knows you're not asexual <laughs> yes because i follow shirtless guys on instagram which is only one only one shirtless guy only brendan he's the only um that's like all it follows. takes mindy <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh bless her she's funny yeah <sighs> well I'm going to go see what my snarky daughter is up to, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it was a pleasure, as usual. Always a pleasure. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> Thank you so much to my current patrons. Susie, Lady Lippis, Lily, Jelly, Molly, Veronica, Emily, Joe Rochelle, Saucy Tacos, Meg, Anne Rose, Priya, Alexa, Misty, Joanne, Patty, Emilza, Esther, I'm watching your people, Taurus Poppy Seed, Marie, Emily, Jean, Jen, Erin, Kay, Lily, Beckett, Miranda, Christine, Sadie, Kelly, Daniel, Teresa, Mrs. Gastaldo, Jen, and Tatiana. Your support is truly appreciated. <laughs>